This is Beyond the Bookshelf podcast from the Columbus Junction Public Library. Welcome back to the Beyond the Bookshelf podcast. I'm Mandy. And I'm Erin. And today we are doing a library wrap up because it is the end of the year. So we thought we would throw together a bunch of fun things and tell you the top ranked stuff of the year. We decided we would start with the top most circulated book within our library. And we're not going to tell you how many times it was checked out because we're a teeny tiny little library. So like sometimes our stats are not on par with like someone else's. So but this book had three times the amount of checkouts as most of the other ones on the top fiction list. So the top most circulated fiction book of 2021 at our library was Dark Sky by C.J. Box. It is book number 21 of the Joe Pickett series. So all you Joe Pickett fans, thank you. Okay, this is funny to me because didn't we have issues getting this book specifically? We had to like reorder it or whatever. We did. Yeah, we had to post about it on Facebook because so many we people did. were asking about this like, book. Like, why don't you have this book? We have, this is the one of the only books where we have a handwritten waiting list and we like call people off of this waiting list. It is literally the only one. So if you want to get a list, go ahead and give us a call. We'll we'll find it. I'll find a way to get you there. For sure. Coming in second with just one less circulation than that one was Four Winds by Kristen Hanna, which I think is interesting because I think this one, at least when we've talked to patrons who've read it, it's kind of a love it or leave it. Mm-hmm. Like historically, I have loved everything Kristen Hanna has read or written, but like this one was kind of a love it or leave it. And so it did, it still circulated quite well. I thought that was interesting. So the ones that are tied for third place, so they all had the same amount of checkouts, was A Gambling Man by David Baldacci. Baldacci? Oh, no, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm calling it. I'm going to get yelled at. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> it's I'm, fine. I sh- I've looked up his name several times and I always forget what it is. Um, the next one is Return to Virgin River by Robin Carr. Uh, just a quick reminder that is the one that has a Netflix series. And then The Return by Nicholas Sparks, because surprise, surprise, Nicholas Sparks always does well. And finally, A Slice of Heaven, um, which is the second book in the Sweet Magnolia series by Cheryl Woods. Also on Netflix. Also on Netflix. Yeah. Season two is coming February 4th, I think. Yes. Also, I believe we mentioned both Netflix shows on the podcast. Did we? I believe we did. I think it's really interesting because Return to Virgin River and A Slice of Heaven, neither one of those are the first in the series. They're like either second, third, or fourth. And they got more checkouts than the first one of the series. Are people just buying the first and they're like, oh, actually, I did like this series. I think maybe we got like some of them. Like I just looked at checkouts for 2021. Uh Uh-huh. So maybe people read that one like in 2020 or something like that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So biographies are probably our most read nonfiction. And so the top biography this year was The Last Days of John Lennon. By Casey Sherman, Dave Wedge, and a little dude named James Patterson. Sorry, James, you get plenty, plenty of PR in other ways. I'm putting Casey Sherman and Dave Wedge first. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And coming in at a close second is The Princess Spy, the true story of World War II spy Aileen Griffith, the Countess of Romanones. And is it bad that I didn't know we owned that book? 
What do you mean? I don't remember ordering. It's it's got the pretty cover. It was um on the right side of the new shelf on the top left or the top right. <laughs> I have no doubt that we own it. It's in the catalog. I don't remember ordering it. Uh, I think it's hardback. Or not hardback. Went- um, I think it's large print. Oh, okay. Okay. And so it's gone out enough that obviously I don't recognize the cover, which is always a great sign. Right, because we I just sit that. there and stare at the new book. So when people come in and they're like, oh, what's new? And I'm like, okay, let me well, tell you what I'm right. staring at. We can tell you about that. Okay. <laughs> it's just funny because I'm like, I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm, I don't know this book. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember seeing, I know exactly what the last days of John Lennon looks like in my head, but this one, I got nothing. Fair enough, fair enough. There you go. Clearly have not read it. So our top juvenile fiction this year was The Dangerous Gift, which is the 14th book in the Wings of Fire series. So very excited about that. And our top series for this year were Wings of Fire. And then we also had Princess in Black, which is a lot of fun because that like that one I feel like doesn't get like enough attention, but apparently it does. So Princess in Black is by Shannon Hale. And early on in the pandemic, she did uh, an ebook and it was free on her website. And it was like not quite as long. I mean, a Princess in Black is probably about 70 pages or so. So it was maybe like 30 pages. And it was like the Princess in Black fights COVID, but it was like a different virus and stuff. It was super duper duper cute. I'm delighted by this. It was available for free. I already love Shannon Hill, except I'm used to reading her as like a senior juvenile fiction kind of thing, because that's when I was younger, I was reading those books. So I'm delighted that like, she's still writing like really, really popularly and that she's just bomb because I thought she was the coolest and like she is the coolest. She is the coolest. <laughs> and I love, um. so when we Aaron and I were kind of prepping for this podcast, I, I was kind of quizzing her like, what do you think the top most series is going to be? And instantly Aaron's like, oh, the bad guy series by Aaron Blaby. Like they're super duper popular. And I said, well, actually, The Princess in Black destroyed the bad guys for circulations this year. And I really adore that. And The Wings of Fire by Tui T. Sutherland is really fantastic fantasy. There's 14 books. There's more than that now. There are more than 14 books. Um, They also are a graphic novel series. Yes. So if you are more interested in graphic novels, which by the way is where we're going next, they are coming out. I believe the seventh book. It's either the fifth book or the seventh book. I can't remember. It's an odd number. It's coming out in December. I'm ordering it as soon as I can. Mandy thinks it's five, but she also doesn't look confident. No one in this room is confident right now. Well, I can't even remember covers. Why would I be confident <laughs> with numbers too? So All right. Cool. Tell us about graphic novels, Erin. What's the top graphic novel? So the top graphic novel, actually, I believe it's a tie. It's a four-way tie. It's a four-way tie. Oh, it's my goodness. banana. Can I just say how excited I am seeing how many kids are coming in and just going through our graphic novel section and reading everything they can get their hands on. So this is fascinating for me. I'm loving it. Also, I'm just really excited that the kids are like so excited to come in and read. They're not just like, oh, I had to get a book because my mom said. They're like, no, I'm in the middle of a series. We got to go. The first graphic novel I was going to talk about today is Fetch 22 by Dab Pilkey, which is the number eight in the Dogman series. Uh, Dogman always does really well. Um, and it's just like a lot of fun. I think people really appreciate it. The next one is Brawl of the Wild, same author, and it's number six of the Dogman series. I would just like to interrupt here. Neither of those titles, even though they were the most checked out graphic novels at our library, neither of those came out last year. They are several years old. Like, there have been more. And so I just adore this because that means our little people are coming in and rereading favorites. And I adore that for them. 
Well, especially with graphic novels, because it really harkens back to this idea of like having a favorite comic that like you pass around to all your friends and everything like that, and going through and rereading this favorite like arc or like superhero story. So I think that's phenomenal. Um, and Dogman is a superhero, so that's also like playing into the comic idea. Anyway, moving forward from Aaron's little quick excited tirade, TED Talk. I, I was gonna say, um, what's that D word when you get off topic? Diversion, derailment. Tangent, I guess. Oh, tangent. That does not start with a D. More coffee for me, please. I'm dead today. Aggressive coffee drink. (laughs) Aggressive. I said tirade. You said tangent. I said TED talk. (laughs) It's like, uh, it's like I've gone like it's 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 there is a D word that when you're writing, it's like, um, but that's a but I've diverted. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It literally does not. I digress. Digress. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I needed you to say it like that. And then the word came out. (laughs) I was also getting ready to say, hold, please. Googling. (laughs) Anyway continue so there's a four-way tie we've talked about two of them who are the other two erin the other two written by the same author the first one is guts and the second one is ghostopolis so the author is reina telegemeyer i'm not sure if i said that last name right i super apologize she has become super super popular in graphic novel and mandy and i were actually super interested in this one because they're also not her newest one she has newer ones that have come out this year but these are older ones that for some reason got checked out more this year it's just very fun to see circulation stats and what's getting checked out and what isn't so those were our top four graphic novels that were all a four-way tie for our number one graphic novel this year in our juvenile section Tied for second place, um, and these all had the same number of checkouts as well, was The Truth About Stacy, which is the second book of the Babysitter's Clip. Also by Raina, Karen's Witch, which is the Baby Sisters, Babysitter's Club Club Little Sisters. Sisters. Goodness gracious, that's a hard one to get out. That's the first book in that series, which is by Katie Farina. And then Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the last draw. And the top graphic series overall was... Phoebe and Her Unicorn by Dana Simpson. I love Phoebe and Her Unicorn. I think it's adorable. So for picture books, this one really surprised us. I'm so... I don't know how I feel about it, but I love it. I know exactly what like family is like going responsible through. for this yeah, yeah there's a couple of families that are taking it old school because our top two and it's a two-way tie our top two picture books that were checked out this year were the Berenstein bears and too much birthday and the Berenstein bears think of those in need and I love that because I remember reading Too Much Birthday as a kid, like at my birthday time. And I'm like, oh, this is me. I'm one of the Berenstein Bears. <laughs> anyway, the number two book is um, it's actually a board book, which I think is really interesting, too. We kind of lumped together anything that's in our children's room. Quick aside for those of you who do not know what board books are those are the smaller ones that are every single page is hard kind of like the cover of a book that's meant for our youngest audience they are meant to take a licking and keep on ticking yes i love this phrase for sure (laughs) and it's called it's time to save the day and i just think that that's adorable it is one of the newer ones so we're kicking it a little old school and kicking it a little new school but by and large the most checked out series of any picture book, and I will even add, of any series in the library, period, by a lot, 
is Elephant and Piggy by Mo Willems. Once again, our Elephant and Piggy fans are showing up and they obliterated every other amount of circulation for any other series, including we got the entire Virgin River series this year. We got the entire Sweet Magnolia series this year. We just got the Witcher series this year. We added um, a new Outlander book. So everybody was like rereading those. Mm -mm. Elephant and Piggy demolished every other series in the library. It beat Jack Reacher, James Patterson. Alex Cross. uh, All of them. Stuart (laughs) Woods, Stone Barrington. All of them. All of them. (laughs) Elephant and Piggy, number one series in the library this year, which there could not be a better series than that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Fight me if you will. I do not care. So we decided to also take a look at the circulation of what has gone out that aren't books. And the top most circulated thing from the library is our Putnam Museum passes. Now, Mandy, what are those? I'm so glad you asked, Erin, because I was going to say, we've never talked about this on the podcast, but <laughs> um, the Friends of the Library pays for two museum passes to the Putnam, which is in the Davenport area. So it's probably one of the more quote-unquote local museums for us. You can check out a pass and it gets you into the Putnam for free for up to five people. There are two passes. You can check them both out at the same time. So you can take up to 10 people with you and get in for free. The really cool thing about that is if you get in for free, but you want to do like the IMAX or the special exhibit that costs a little bit more, they only charge you the difference. So like if your regular admission is $20 and the IMAX is $3, you get your $20 free admission. They charge you $3 for the IMAX. Oh, that's dope. So you can still can you can still, still go do for it. free, but experience mm-hmm. everything. Yes. Phenomenal. And they also have a lovely place because of COVID and their like snack bar was shut down. They have some different places where you can picnic as well. Oh. These are available. We don't usually take like reservations for them, but if you're interested and you're looking for something fun to do, the Putnam has a few like standing and sometimes, okay, so let me, let me back up. A couple years ago, they had like a special like Princess Diana exhibit and that cost a couple extra dollars to get into. The majority of your admission is already covered and there's so much to do, so many hands-on activities. It's kid-friendly, it's family-friendly, it's so much fun. Would you say adults who were like no kids at all just wanted to go to the Putnam? Do you think they would have a good time? There's exhibits there. Okay. Absolutely. Putnam has been offering this two libraries to kind of help like costs and everything. And this, this is something that like in bigger cities, libraries purchase like, like in Chicago, I'm pretty sure that there's like museum passes because when I was doing our museum pass policy, I took some stuff from Chicago libraries and Boston libraries. So shout out if you're listening and you go to one of those libraries, they have some really cool stuff to check out. You guys make it happen. Um, (laughs) I'm really hopeful that um, perhaps we might start to see some more museums and things start offering that to libraries to check out for their patrons. I also do want to do a shout out to the Figgy Art Museum in Davenport because they, on a routine basis, have free family Saturdays. And so they have tons of different special activities that go along with their exhibits, and it's all free. It's so much fun. So... 
huge shout out there. That is part of the reason why they do not offer a library pass because they already offer free admission on days when families could make it there anyway. It's not like they're doing like a free Tuesday. They're legit doing family free family Saturdays. And a few more in the summertime, too. And so I just want to confirm, the Figgy is a separate museum, same yes. area, yes. not connected to the Putnam Passage. Correct. However, if you guys are up there and you guys stay overnight or whatever, uh, River Bandits, I just want to say, they're right next to the Figgy. And I want to point out they won the championship this year. So support local teams that are doing great. Um, also, do we love baseball the most? Boom. Yeah, we do. It's my baseball shirt. Erin is wearing her baseball shirt and baseball is my favorite as well. So we are always going to promote baseball over <laughs> anything else. Just know this about the two of us. Just just letting you know. But, you know, go go to the Putnam, stay the night, see a baseball game, and then go see the Figgy the next day or whatever. Like, there's a ton of stuff to do. Make it a whole thing. Anyway, that was my little plug. Definitely wasn't centered around baseball. Baseball plugs are always appreciated they won the championship you know they got a little raccoon i who doesn't love a little they have trash a ferris panda? wheel yeah i adore that you just said trash panda. i mean come on we're in we're as in we're rural. talking about being trash today aaron's like they have a trash panda oh my lord <laughs> all right so now we're gonna calculate our um we're gonna look at this a little bit differently all of these stats up to this point have been all about stuff that's gone out of the library physically now we're gonna talk about bridges because it is a whole different ball game and i love it (laughs) oh i didn't even try oh my god i didn't even try i'm the best anyway so bridges is our online consortium of ebooks and (laughs) this just is bananas to me. So the top book that Columbus Junction Public Library patrons checked out from Bridges was A Time for Mercy by John Grisham, which is interesting because I don't think that came out this year. Maybe it did. I feel like it was the Camino ones that came out this year. Camino Island and Camino Wins. Sure. I I don't know. I, I buy all the children's books. I don't know. Okay. And then the second book that was the most checked out book was No Man's Land by David Baldacci. And then we have a six-way tie, and this is where I adore it, because, (laughs) okay, Aaron's going to freak out. It's fine. So a six-way tie, The Giver of Stars by Jojo Moyes, The Bone Witch by Rin Chapeco, which Aaron has completely shouted out multiple times on the podcast and is freaking out. Also, I want to point out, I got the physical version. I didn't get it on Bridges, so this isn't even me. This is people just being excited about this book. Heck yeah! She's so excited. (laughs) She said when I said it to her to begin with, she's like, oh, I'm delighted. And then I'm like, delighted is not the word. You're going to freak out. It's fine. I am delighted. (laughs) The third in our five-way tie is Heir to the Duke by Jane Ashford, which is the only romance novel that hit any of our top circulation this year. So I love that. Also, I love it because I haven't read that one. So I'm like, oh, yay, wreck. Okay, then we have Blue Moon by Lee Child, which is Jack Reacher number 24. Of 26. Of 26, which is interesting. Yeah. And then The Alibi by Sandra Brown. I adore this for us because these are not things, I mean, two of them, three of them we have in physical form. But like, I love that they're getting checked out on our like online library. It's so cool. Anyway. Enough about circulation. Tell us about the podcast, Erin. Tell us. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Okay. 
loud paper noises. Okay. I'm gonna leave that in. Well, watch me, I won't. Uh, <laughs> that watch me, I won't is gonna be in there. It's fine. I love this for us. <laughs> I think I'm editing this one, so I think it's safe. Um, okay. So this is what I have entitled the podcast information dump. So total listens this year, we have had 387 so far. The most listened to podcast has been Bridgerton Hot Takes, which is at 36th place, which guys, I'm super excited about this because that was the first one. We jumped in, we were really hoping that it would be okay, and it turns out you guys thought it was okay, so I'm super excited. Our longest podcast to date. This may be changing soon. We are recording this on December 15th. All information is accurate as of December 15th. We cannot be held accountable for any information that changes after December 15th. I loved this disclaimer and your disclaimer voice is on point. Why? Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Um, now I want to sing Moana. What way. can I? No. <laughs> what? what can I say except <laughs> you're welcome? <laughs> the, the first... That's all I remember. P.S. Oh. I am thinking about the rock in my head as I'm thinking this. Okay, it's about drive. Work. It's about power. I don't know. Sorry. Don't worry. <laughs> Any hoodle. Um, no. Uh, no, stop. I was just going to say the first Moana song where it's like, make way. Make. I, I, I get up in the morning and that's part of my morning routine. Because like, it's always like, yeah, you get in there. You kick the day's butt. And I'm just like, I can do this. I can't usually, but I try. I love the energy in which you start your day. Oh, yeah, it's that and um, When Will My Life Begin by Tangled. Because it's like 7 a.m. the usual, that one. <gasps> oh, that's a fun one to start yeah. your day with. Because it's like, oh, we got to go do this. We got to go do this. It's just Disney knows how to amp me up. I feel like it knows how Disney to amp a lot of people up. knows how to amp me up. I mean, this might just be soundtracks. As it turns out, people might actually know what they're doing. <laughs> this is baffling to me. Why? I don't know why it's baffling to me because I fully support it. But anyway, I'm moving on. We're moving on. Keep talking. Okay. <clears throat> the longest to date has been, uh, is Gruesome Tales, which is 57 minutes and 27 seconds. Sorry about that, guys. It did not start out that way, though. Just so you know, it was like an hour and a half. <laughs> it was so long. It was so long. It's the first one I ever had the responsibility to edit. Because this is a quick reminder, guys. Mandy is editing every other podcast now. It's true. So Aaron got all the short ones. I got all the long ones. You know, I, I didn't plan it this way, but this kind of how it turns out. And like, <laughs> I feel so guilty, but I'm also just like, <laughs> <laughs> she is. That's what she says every time. <laughs> I just cackle like a witch in the back of the office. It's fine. Um, our top platform this year for the podcast overwhelmingly was Spotify with 56% of our listeners using Spotify. By the way, guys, we got a Spotify wrap up because of this. And I was so delighted to see it because I don't use Spotify. So this is my first ever Spotify wrap up. So I about that. Our top age range is 65 and over. So shout out to you guys. The best. Um, 51% of our listeners identify as women or she, her. Our top state is Iowa, with 59% of our listeners, which is followed by Illinois, which is 8% of our listeners. Texas, or 6% of our listeners. Woohoo! Shout out to Tim! You're the best! Then- you really are. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for the lovely compliment. Also, thank you for recommending it to other people in Texas. You're the best! Yay! And then Washington, also with 6%. I do not know anyone in Washington, so this one's fun. And our top country, other than the United States, is Germany. Shout out to whoever is listening in Germany. Please, please email us at columbusjunctionlibrary at gmail.com. We're dying to know more about you. Or you collectively, if there's more than one you. 
Like, we're really dying to know. It's statistically significant. It is. It is. In our data, it's statistically significant. So it's not even just like, oh, they listen occasionally. Like, somebody in Germany, at least one person, if not more, is listening to every single episode. And we love you for it. Thank you. Shout out. I'm shouting so out. Okay, so this year, because of, you know, all of the stuff that happened, we decided to do a little bit more activity on the old YouTube and TikTok, which, by the way, TikTok is bananas to me. Okay, whatever. So one of the things that we offer are citizenship classes in person, usually. But with all of the pandemic stuff, people just did not feel really comfortable meeting in a big group. And so one of the things that we did is we translated or not well, we did translate everything to Spanish. So we have an entire series of Spanish citizenship classes and an entire series of English citizenship classes plus mock interviews that you can practice with. So we have like 23 citizenship related videos. And in eight months, because they've only existed for like eight months, they've gotten almost 180 views, which I think is amazing. We've done some programming, like 18 videos related to programming and like almost 170 views on those. The top one was when we did um, mug cakes and showed you how to make different mug cakes, which I think was really, really fun. We have 11 subscribers on YouTube, which is not that huge and amazing, but in our world, it totally is. And so we love it. We also do have some tutorials on how to use some different things. And those have gotten a little bit of activity as well. And I'm quite excited about that. So trying to do something that's a little bit more, anything that's longer in length, we're putting on YouTube and anything that's just kind of short, fun, whatever is going on TikTok. Apparently, though, people like to watch us put stickers and book jackets. I have a theory on this. Okay, I'm so ready. What's your theory? Sadie's nails are gorgeous. Sadie's nails are gorgeous, and Sadie does all of our book jacketing. I personally think I, Sadie does such a good job with the AMSAR. ASMR? Yes. Sadie does such a good job with those videos, especially because she is so detailed with like how she records the sound to make sure she can get like every little bit to be as satisfying as possible. So I I think it's because like you guys do such a good job. And then people like seeing you unboxing because you get so excited. Um, Yes. So our most liked video on TikTok right now is our Amazon haul of winter celebration books for kiddos. So we got some new Kwanzaa books. We got some new Hanukkah books. We got... We did get some other ones that were not winter, like Diwali and we got Kwanzaa, Lunar New Year, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Lunar New Year. Um, we got the Day of the Dead books. We got oh, that's right. We did get a lot of really fun books. Um, but that was our most liked TikTok. So if you're looking for us on social media, is it CJ Public Library? I think that's our handle on Instagram and TikTok for sure. Mandy, what I'm looking this up. Do you want to talk about the book that was being book jacketed in our most viewed videos and how many views it got? Oh, yes. Our um, most viewed ASMR was Pride and Premeditation by Terza Price, who is also uh, has a connection with Iowa. So shout out. Yay, Iowa authors. As soon as Sadie book jacketed that one, I checked it out and st- took it home with me. And that has had 2,248 views on TikTok as of, I don't know, like 20 minutes ago. (laughs) Like 20 minutes ago when we're recording this. And our Amazon haul with our fun celebratory books was 238 likes. 
I adore this. Also have been loving the comments that we've been getting from people and like just learning how different libraries do some things and like getting some other ideas that we can like, I don't know, engage with you on TikTok because it is really fun. And I was old and I'm going to say this publicly because Erin has been pushing for a library TikTok for quite some time and she was right. We should have done it a long time ago. Uh, Our handle is in fact CJ Public Library. Thank you. Yay. Awesome. Anyway, so then just to kind of wrap up, because this summer we had the most reading turned in for summer reading as well. We had 154 entries in for summer reading prizes and people logged 616 books. From June 1st to July 31st. Now, this is not all the books that were read during this time in our library. This is just the ones that were logged. So people who were just casually reading, not part of the program. So like in this two month period, we had over 600 books read. I was super delighted by this. I am too, because um, we had a lot more adults join in the fun this year when we've been trying to do so. Anyway, that's the library wrap up for the year. Lots of books thrown at you. Obviously, I mean, some of these we have not read, um, but obviously other patrons have read them and adored them and loved them and are recommending them to other people. So I feel like it's a pretty solid list of like, if you're looking to start somewhere or you need some new recommendations or inspiration, hopefully something... um, sparks your interest and we knocked it out of the park for you there's your baseball thing i had to do it one more time Amazing! <laughs> i was like how can i do another baseball thing Amazing. <laughs> also if you loved hearing about the information from all of our social media stuff don't forget for more informational stuff like library openings library closings all these weird hours and stuff like that you can go to our instagram page or you can go over to our facebook page and again if you want to interact with more of our just kind of fun content you can listen to our podcast you can find us on youtube you can find us on tiktok and we do have a website that was such a letdown at the end and we do have a website also we definitely would love to hear from you currently we receive feedback from exactly one listener they're the tops though the tops <laughs> genuinely uh that's that's uh, that's not true tim from texas also gives feedback sometimes tim, tim and my dad <laughs> give consistent feedback and we adore you for it thank you but if you're listening and you're like hmm I'm from this random place that is not in Iowa, Columbus Junction Library at gmail.com. Email us. We would love to hear from you and maybe give you a shout out in future episodes and make you famous clearly with all 10 people that listen. I don't know. We're loving it. Thank you for the support this year. And as always, we will have all of the recommendations up on our website, www.columbusjct.lib.ia.us. It will also be in the show notes. Happy 2022. Happy 2022! Bye! Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and crackers, Jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game.